Welcome to The Breadwinners, the podcast about the never-ending hustle and its impact on all aspects of our lives. From our financial life to our relationships to our kids and our health, we're interested in what it takes to keep everything going. This podcast is about women, working, money, and family. And in every episode, we will consider the research and share our takes on what we're learning every day about breadwinning. We'll ask you to share your breadwinning story. Each week, I'm joined by Jennifer Owens. She writes about working, wellness, and women and founded the Working Mother Research Institute. Now I'm joined by Raquel Ellison. She is an executive coach and management consultant who works with companies big and small to design workplace policies that work for all employees. All right, so you made me howl outside right the second before we started this recording. What did, Basically, we just chit-chat for the listener. I'm pulling back the curtain. <laughs> we just chat, chat, chat until I press record. And then it's like, oh, we better say something. So you just said other countries have social safety nets. The U.S. has women. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I did not, right? So I did not at all coin that one. There is a sociologist. Her name, Anne Helen Peterson. You know, my minor in college. So, you know, or I had to have two minors. Humble brag, sociology minor. Thank you very much. (laughs) I'm sure Anne Helen Peterson and I would have a lot to discuss because, you know. You would, for sure. sure. (laughs) Classes I needed for a minor. (laughs) Well, what I love about Anne and what you have in common, like, you're both so good at writing these amazing like catchphrases, titles, content. She wrote the oh my first God. paper she developed, did some research on since the pandemic was let's not pretend it's fun. <laughs> about childcare. I mean, childcare. Um, I love her. And, the second and then one her is, other about uh, longstanding sources of conflicts in couples. What's it called? I'm crazy. That's <laughs> so, I mean, what's amazing, she really kind of I got to give her a lot of credit for getting to she, getting to the heart of the data. Getting right to the there. nub. And that's the wonder of the awesomeness of sociology is that it's almost, I wonder, I can't be the first to think this way, but like stand-up comedians, it's that taking that personal experience and then realizing, hey, he's speaking for me. And, and sociologists do the same, that you're having this individual experience, but let me show you how this is impacting all of us and why, where this thinking comes from and, and how we're acting on it. So yeah. Uh, let's not pretend it's fun. No. <laughs> and she said in the inner research, she found that 80% um, of her respondents reported that they're experiencing more stress during the pandemic. Shocker. What? 72% report that they're experiencing more anxiety during the pandemic. And 56% report that they are experiencing more frustrations with their kids. Only 56 <laughs> Yes. Yes. Oh. So... So in this particular, so she has a newsletter, Culture Study, and she's talking in this issue that caught our eye, our collective eye, with an Indiana University associate professor named Jessica Calarco. I get to do the names this week. So. And so she's focusing on inequities in family life and education. And she's also a working mom because, you know, there's nothing like writing about what you know. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. So, yes. So she finds that when you don't have a social safety net, you go looking around for the stuff that's going to fall through that net and someone has to run underneath and try to catch it all. And seemingly that person has breasts and a vagina. Oh, my God. I am on fuego today. Sorry, people. This quote that she has in here like really follows up on the title really well. As a sociologist, it's easy for me to see how 
that blame and it's blame on women, on mothers for not being able to be the ideal worker and the ideal partner and the ideal mother or, you know, just so many things that we are blamed for that it's deeply misplaced how women should be blaming our government for failing to stop the spread of the virus, for failing to pay people to stay home, for failing to provide adequate social support system with affordable childcare, affordable health care, and sufficient financial protections for people who can't make ends meet, how women should be blaming their employers for putting profits before people, for setting unrealistic expectations, and for failing to provide the support that workers need. How women should, she's just going for it. In many cases, be blaming their own spouses or partners for prioritizing their careers, for not doing enough at home, and for denying science about COVID-19. Professor Calarco, you're on it, man. I like, she calls it sociology, a form of ungaslighting. This is exactly what she's doing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's turning on the light and doing it and then coming up with really super cool headlines to go with it. Because <laughs> if there's anything that academics need, it, it's like they need that kind of twist of, to have a little fun yeah. with the good work that they do. So, yeah. I, you know, all kudos to you. We love you, uh, sociologists. Awesomeness. We do. we do. I mean, we've talked about this so many times. The system is just, it's broken. There's so many ways. She, I love that paragraph because she just was like... <laughs> This is what we should like. I just I love it. I love the cadence. I was talking to somebody about coaching new mom in transition or a second time mom in transition. And we were talking about kind of the coaching approach that I take. And one of the things that I was saying was like, like, so what we do in coaching is try to get people to see possibilities, right? Like, think Mm. about, okay, what can you do? Like get unstuck. I mean, this, that's a really kind of like, super armchair coach kind of way of describing it. But that's part of it, right? Getting around beliefs you have and assumptions you make about what you can and cannot do. But I, I said to this person, part of my approach is to educate and kind of normalize or not normalize, but but make plain the fact that the system is not set up to work for this person. (laughs) Yeah. And that's not typically how coaches role, but you know, <laughs> but at some point yeah, you have you're to, not gonna succeed at this, so give up. Is that, is that no, the path? It's just like let's not have these completely unrealistic expectations of ideal worker and ideal partner and ideal mother. Like let's recognize right. that's impossible. Just totally impossible because these systems are broken, because these pieces aren't in place. So what can you do? Um, and not necessarily like, well, this is broken. So, you know, let's just see what workarounds you can find. But like, let's just acknowledge it's not all on you. Like you, you should not blame yourself. And that you're not the only one experiencing this experience. I mean, that, right. that's really lame the way to say it, but that it is systemic. I always thought at Working Mother that we're the majority of women with children under 18 work. And so we should be a mass army. But we, meanwhile, we have to deal with the childcare. We have to deal with the grocery shopping and wiping down the counters. Have I mentioned how much this annoys me as someone who had to wipe down all the counters this morning? Again, you know, but realizing what others did in the house to get us to the point where it was just the counters that needed wiping down. But all this work that needs to be done and be the breadwinner and make sure the cats are fed and do they blah, 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 blah. There's, it leaves very little time to be the mass army that I envision for us to change the world. So my heart goes out 
I empathize yeah. with the fact that you don't have time to be the mass army, I guess. No, it actually, it's interesting because like she calls out in this article, the judgment around what good parenting looks like, because in some ways, our parenting is even more on display for those yeah. of us who are, you know, have kids who can't be self-directed in school, mm-hmm. just like how we get involved. So yesterday, my kid's art teacher, my son, Jonah, comes to me and says, mom, the teacher needs you. And I said, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Already, I'm like, really, no disrespect. Art is huge in our lives. I'm the daughter of an artist, but already I'm like, really, the art teacher needs you? Okay. (laughs) It was like, Jonah's sitting there, by the way, with like a huge thing of art supplies. And she was like, he doesn't have crayons and the thing that he's supposed to have. And you should have it next to him. When he does our synchronous class, she was like, I don't mean to call you out. Anyway, skip a little bit ahead because I was like, uh-huh. uh-huh and yet uh-huh, I am. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> she said, I can't imagine how hard it must be for parents who are taking care of kids who are who are doing a little work on the side. <laughs> a little work. Okay. <laughs> I was like, a little. But I was like, you can't give me sympathy. Like, you have no idea what you're looking at. I've always said that different generations have had such different experiences with parenting, the different expectations that we have. And now we've just, like, if it's a magnifying glass that we've been putting on parenting all these years, we've just, we've just taken like, like, just amplified, whatever it is, magnified, 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 magnified. Now we're until just- the sun is coming through and burning us like an ant on the sidewalk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and if I may, the flip side of that is we just went through parent teacher conferences in our life. And so my son has started a brand new school and has no connection, really. Like he's been to the building once. He doesn't know his classmates because in New York, everything gets, you know, kind of reshuffled and you start schools with a brand new world, hasn't met his teachers in real life. And so we took every opportunity and we did talk to the art teacher who was a delight. I, I'm no diss to art teachers. I'm just saying. No, no. Yeah. Maybe it could have been an email. Just saying. But yeah, <laughs> just saying. And I get why, but they can't force kids to turn on their mics or their cameras. Oh, okay. Yes. And part of that is because on the flip side, they don't know what the kid is dealing with. Is there a kid right next to them also doing remote learning? Yeah. Or do they not have the equipment for that? Do they feel uncomfortable doing it? All these sort of questions. And so it's interesting. And we learned a lot from the teachers just in talking, well, this and that and this and that, and just feeling, hearing the parameters that they're dealing with. It was like, wow. Okay. So now our teachers are always sending us messages all the time. So we get the emails. We never get called to the camera. We get emailed That's all the time. probably better. I would like <laughs> you know, we're all much working it out. Sitting there going, oh, my mom's getting <laughs> Well, we talked about doing a care court with Kathleen Goldstein in one of our previous episodes about like, how could we create, like, we have a lot of out of work young people, like, to talk about the social safety net, the social safety net is you. Yeah, you're it. That's it. That there's, who's gonna help sit with that kid while you have to work while you have to do? No one is. You are. And that's what they're saying in this country. That's the only support we have is you're going to deal with it. And I see it at the elder care level of seeing what my stepmom is dealing with with my dad. Yeah. Who's navigating all that? She is. 
Right. Because we talk about it a lot with parenting and the like. I was just on a call yesterday with women dealing with breast cancer. We were asking them about their treatment and how they experienced it. And gosh, it's all women. I mean, yeah, it's breast cancer and that's predominantly by far a female cancer, but still, it's all women who are helping them. They're, who is their support system? Women. Right, right. Who do they go to for help? Tends to be a woman that's in the office, like either the doctor is a woman. I, I don't know. I just, yeah, that's our safety net. If you have boobs, you're the safety net. Just you keep win. calling out that. <laughs> our, <laughs> our, yeah, physical I, know, is, I think that should be our, I think that should be the title of this episode. Boobs, 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 <laughs> colon, social safety net. <laughs> And I love it so much. I think one of the things that she talks about too, one of the many things, I mean, this is a, is just, it's in the best interest of men to keep this work in this way. It's in the best right. interest of people in power to keep, I'm not saying everybody, and yeah. it's in the best interest of those folks to- To have free care at home. Yeah. To have, you know, have it all set up. Because they always have those articles where it's like, if I got paid for blah, 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 I'd be making $100,000 a year just right. doing childcare. As anyone who has paid for private childcare knows, even though we do not pay our childcare providers enough, it still breaks the bank when right. you have to put that into your budget. So yeah, why would you want a system where we have to, fund that. It's much easier to just put it on the backs of parents and say, go figure it out. Yeah, we got to figure this one out. I'm counting on our new vice president and our new president. <laughs> <laughs> She's got older kids, man. We have to remind, you know, we and they both have older kids. We, we need to like yeah. uh, remember the babies, you know, like Abigail Adams. Remember the ladies. It's remember the babies. Yeah, we know our people in the advocacy space are going to push for this. You know, push for, for sure. Banded paid leave now, in a way, what they've been dealing with for the past four years has been kind of like, well, let's give mothers more paid leave. <laughs> let's, let's maybe, right. sort of, if we feel like. And what would that look like? I do like the care core idea of young people being put to work like we would in other countries. Let's say, you know, there was AmeriCorps, but specifically to helping families, working families. I think it's an interesting idea. And these ideas need governmental support because they're meant to be national. Yeah. I'm all for it. I'm completely for someone showing up here and helping out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, just throwing that out there. Should anybody want to come on over and help us out? So that would be great. <laughs> so... Yeah. So we're coming to the end of the year. And if part of these people helping could set up for Christmas too, I'd be all for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. It'd be great. Shall we say this puts a capper on season two for us? It does. It does. We did a season two. We're doing a season three. And we're taking off a uh, little housekeeping for our listeners. We're taking off Christmas week and New Year's week because dang it, this social safety net needs a break. And then we'll be back in January for our first anniversary in season three. Woo! Woo! So, Hashtag. <laughs> it's going to be all completely different. We're going to make this into a cooking podcast and we're just going to talk about recipes all the time. Sweet. Is that what we're going to do? Maybe we're going to start off with a recipe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead oh, of a so we'll do. <laughs> Fashion advice and recipes and outfit of the day. Oh, can we start doing that? <laughs> we could totally start doing that. We could totally start doing that. Oh my God. We are off the deep end in the holiday season. So 
I don't know. Shall we say thank you for joining us on The Breadwinners? You'll find links to the story we started on but wandered way far afield from in the episode description wherever you listen to the podcast. Visit us anytime at The Breadwinners Podcast to ask a question, offer feedback, share your story. Tell us what you want for season three. We'd love to know. We would. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and to rate and review it. Let us know what you think about the breadwinners. Help us tell the stories that mean the most to you. And until next week, keep hustling. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.